everyone, and welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Connor oh. and Silas, because it's not Whoa. as always pranked you, because I pranked myself. <laughs> I almost said Trevor anyways. Trevor's on vacation. He's at the beach enjoying a little a little time off while we we're We need all... a little break from him. He did the Ezra diet last week. A lot of beans. Yeah, he a ate a lot of beans. beans. If you want to catch that, I think it's going to be on our Patreon, um, the vlog that he did for documenting all of that, so you can check that out. Um and patreon.com slash foundation disc golf and join the Heiser Club. There's a lot of other benefits. Today's show, we're going to be recapping the preserve, going over our power ranking update, a little Thomas trivia, celebrity oh, yeah. pro am. Silas <laughs> is coming to Charleston and my first MVP Heck round. Yeah. So you're not going to miss today's show. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Legacy Discs. Legacy Discs is bringing back their Confidence Clash this July. The Confidence Clash is a fun way to run a three-disc challenge style event in your area and be able to raise funds for your local club or course. Players packs include two premium discs and one baseline putter of your host's choice along with a Legacy towel and sticker sheet. In addition to the players pack, winners will receive a very nice winner's pack. For more information about the Clash and how to run or participate in one, please visit LegacyDiscs.com slash CC22. Again, that's LegacyDiscs.com com slash cc22 and remember to play with confidence and you know what if you're looking at running one i'd highly recommend it because you could be the guy that introduces the guy that gets hooked on legacy because legacy is very underrated it is i was about to say the same thing it's super underrated whenever we did the video yeah it i was very surprised on how good all the just yeah. felt so and also insider from uh from Dave at Gateway says that Legacy has the best quality molds. Oh, he did say that. Disc golf company. He did like say the that. actual metal molds they make um, this with. Yeah, so I would definitely, if there's one near you, I would definitely play in a confidence clash. And if you're looking for a fun way to raise some funds for your local course or club, um, and probably a lot of people haven't tried Legacy around you, this is a great opportunity. Try some new discs, have a good time, and who doesn't love a three-disc challenge? So LegacyDiscs.com slash CC22 and play with confidence. All right, the preserve went down this past weekend, and boy, was it fun. It was a pretty great event. I got chills. Um, let's talk through, I'm going to just quickly run through the results, then we'll go through some storylines. So Sounds in, good. On FPO, we had Paige Pierce take it down, and then Missy Gannon and Ella Hansen both tied for second. And then on MPO, we had Bradley Williams taking it down. If you're poetic. new, if you're new so to the sport, poetic. you might have no idea who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, uh, you'll know you'll know his name here in a, after this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's Bradley. <laughs> it's Bradley, <laughs> and his name. last name's Williams. Uh, Ricky Wysocki came in second, and then Kyle Klein and Simon Lazat tied for third. Um, oh, let's just talk FPO first here. Paige Pierce, I, she didn't run away with it, but she didn't really. She wasn't really pressed in the final round. I don't. Mm-hmm. I was watching it. I don't really remember any moment where I felt like she was going to lose it. She didn't actually, like, she didn't shoot a great final round. I think Katrina Allen shot, like, about a six under or something like that. And I think Paige barely shot under par the final round. But she had shot so good the first two rounds, it didn't matter. And Kat was far back, so she, there was no one really pushing her. Um, but, but when it was all said and done, this was Paige's 70th Elite Series or Major victory which is the most of That's crazy. anyone in the sports history. That's crazy. Apparently, there's, uh, it was 54 and 16 was the breakdown. 54 Elite Series, Dang. 16 major wins. Wow. Which That's is huge. wild. Uh, but it wasn't, like I said, wasn't quite the blowout like we saw last year, but Paige actually hit that mark that we saw last year of 19 under. Mm. So last year, she lost by 10 when Kristen went 19 under. This year, we talked about it on the um, preview show, I don't quite know if the FPO course played harder. The MPO course definitely played harder. But with the wind out there, it, it played about the same difficulty or possibly harder. And Paige just improved by, by mm. 10 strokes and was able to to walk away. And yeah, like I said, she didn't really need anything special the final day to hold onto the lead. Uh, and a lot of that was the wind. It made it hard for players to really push her. 
um, which made the course. The course with the wind played where like you just get a bunch of pars for FPO and, and you're going to be okay. Cause I think she, she had a few bogeys, few birdies. And I was going to say, I'm kind of surprised that she shot 10 strokes better because I feel like she's not doing as good this year as she did last year. But I think we say that every year around this time. We're well, like, here's the thing about Paige. I saw people online. Um, someone said something about like, you know, I posted about her 70th elite series slash major win. Uh-huh. And one of the responses was talking about like, oh, she like, there it is. Like, she's the goat. There's no, no question about it. Mm-hmm. And someone else was like, well, hold up. Like, she's not having that good of a season, blah, blah, blah. Page is an page is similar to Paul, right? Yeah. Where you just have this expectation of excellence. Yeah. So of when they yeah, so when they slip up a little bit, you immediately think they're playing way worse mm-hmm. than they are. You're right. Because let's if we take a step back and look at the season as a whole, she has two elite series victories and has won the only major yeah. so far. Uh, the next major is actually coming up this weekend, U.S. Women's in Wisconsin. So be interesting to see if she's able to go. If she wins the first two majors, I mean. No one's touching her. Yeah. Uh, Kristen possibly will be at this major. It's still a little bit up in the air. Uh, obviously, she couldn't travel to the preserve because her partner, Silver, got uh, COVID. She's been testing herself. And as I've heard, she has not tested positive yet. So if he gets to where he's testing negative as well and she's still testing negative, there's a chance she can make it. But it's still up in the air a little bit. We'll talk. We'll probably have a um, not probably. We will have a USW DGC preview show. Uh, this week, so we'll talk through all of those storylines once they develop Sweet. a little bit more. But um, yeah, I mean, when you take a step back, is she having the best season out of anyone in FPO? Probably not, just mm-hmm. because of Kristen's consistency. But the major win definitely adds a lot to her to her resume for this season. And when you have two elite series wins as well, I think Paige is having a better season than a lot of people think. It's just not that standard that we're used to. Yeah. There's also a good bit of season left. Yeah. And her and Paul also, well, mainly mm-hmm. Paul on the East coast play very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, see kind of what happens, but Bradley Williams, on the other hand, this is his first elite series win since the first ever pro tour event at Maple Hill in 2016. And that's his only other elite series win. uh, back then it was an NT slash pro tour. This was just elite series. Um, which happened to be six years ago, exactly this weekend. It's crazy. And Paige what Pierce also odds? won that event. That is crazy. So Paige Pierce and Bradley Williams won on the six-year anniversary of their win. This has been my favorite ending of a tournament this year. Yeah, uh, it was pretty pretty thrilling. But first, I mean, if so Bradley Williams, uh, if you go back and you watch like 2015, 2016 coverage and stuff, especially in like the Texas area, mm-hmm. you're going to see Bradley Williams a lot. Yeah. This guy back then even today, was known as like the smoothest thrower of the disc, all this stuff. There was a few events that went down that kind of took him away from the sport temporarily. Uh, he was actually suspended by the PDGA for a little bit. Whether that was an overreaction or not, you know, that was something that players were very vocal about. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2016, I remember that. There's even some like somewhat protests that went against PDGA, but that's all water under the bridge at this point. He has come back and slowly kind of stepped back up to where he was. And this was kind of like a moment, at least for me as a fan, of like him getting back to where he was in 2015, 2016. Yeah. Uh, because well, they had said, who is it that he's been like training with? Oh, Ricky. Is it Ricky that yeah. he's been I mean, he's been, with? he's been like traveling with Ricky and he's yeah. been doing a lot said, with... Because uh, I noticed in the commentary, they said that he had been training and doing disc golf strong. Disc golf with, strong, yeah. 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 And so... Uh, yeah. So he's, I mean, 
he's always been a very athletic guy. He's always been the like one of the so smoothest smooth. backhand throwers oh of, the, of the disc. He's his always shot had great. shaping is just crazy. One thing I loved about his interview after was he actually talked about like he was talking the way he talked about a throw. You can tell yeah. that he like he thinks a lot deeper about his backhand than a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a lot of Torian pros, but Torian pros don't really talk about it that much because yeah. he was talking about like how. You know, early in the round, he was just getting a lot of pop, a lot of spin. Uh, he kept using, like, I was getting a lot of spin on my disc and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he kept using phrases like that. Like, it was really, like, snapping out of my hand. I was getting a lot of spin. He talks about and, footing a lot. Yeah, like, he is a very, a like, second. meticulous think through his throws type of player very angle control. Yeah. And then he felt like, he said that he felt like something was, like, pulling him through the course. Like, he was yeah. basically. It's it's one of those moments in, in golf uh, is when it happens the most, but in any individual sport, really in any sport, it's kind of like a flow state is what seemed like he was describing, mm-hmm. where basically you just like, or it's many golfers have described it, Tiger Woods described it multiple times, where it's almost like an out-of-body experience, mm-hmm. where like it doesn't even feel like you're throwing the disc anymore. Like you're just, or for Tiger, hitting the ball anymore. Like it's just your muscle memory and everything takes over, and it's just like a crazy experience. Yeah. I'd love to feel it one day um, <laughs> where you basically like gyro, man. you just can't mess up. Like things just go throughout the round and you just yeah. like, uh, that's, that's very that, cool. That's so, wild. I, I didn't even, I didn't even know he existed. Yeah. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like a new players like, like Silas, uh, I, I assumed that was going to be it because like, and they call, they called him the veterans veteran on tour. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny because he doesn't seem that old. I don't think he is. I would, yeah, I would more put, that old. I would more put Greg Barsby in that category, mm. but I think Bradley fits that thing of, Everyone like only only like pros know how good Bradley is. Yeah, yeah like yeah. everyone on tour that's been on tour for an extended period of time knows who Bradley is, yeah. and they would probably all say he's one of the best backhand throwers yeah. in the game. But a new player to the sport yeah. would have no clue who he is. he's not a consumer's a consumer. Yeah. Uh, favorite I yeah was, i was so surprised his interview he was just so calm that's what i was gonna he was, say he was yeah. so just like mellow like well i think so that's a, a big part of it was so a look like some of the history with bradley previously was uh he didn't have as good of a reputation in the mm-hmm. 2015 2016 era yeah um even before then because he he had like a little actually it was almost worse than nico outbursts it's to like a certain a extent like kicking baskets uh you know he shoulder checked a guy that was the whole controversial one there were things like that and then that's when he got suspended by the pdga you know all this and then he's went through like anger management all this stuff to Mm -hmm. where now completely different player well same player completely different personality personality. like but before he was kind of electric because it was it wasn't like watching nico but to a certain extent it was because like there is even clips you can find them on on youtube Again, completely different player now. So this mm-hmm. is like you'd be looking into uh, a different past of Bradley. So don't take when you watch these old clips of him. Don't take that as like, oh man, this guy sucks. But back then, there was like clips of him like getting into people under people's skin, getting into their like I forget exactly what it was. There's one I'm thinking of where like they're getting scores and he was like getting into people's heads, like making them repeat their scores. Like he was kind of a dirty player to a certain mm-hmm. extent back then. Mm. Uh, but he was very, very good, and his throws were incredible. Then I, I remember him coming back to the disc golf scene, and it was a, he's a completely different personality when he's on the course. Just super calm, super mellow. You don't really see him react a lot one way or the other. He just is like very present. He also seems like a much more fun person to play with nowadays on cards and stuff. It seems like yeah. a lot of players want to be around him when previously that wasn't the case. 
So like he's done a complete 180, which is awesome because I think it's it's much cooler to see him win as this person mm-hmm. than like when he won previously. He Feels was sem- like a redemption. Yeah, when he won previously, he was somewhat like the villain of disc golf yeah. to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Uh, and so, yeah, very, One, very I great noticed to see him that win. whenever he was like being so calm during that interview, first of all, I thought the questions were really good. Uh, where I mean, they were like just pretty decent normal questions yeah um and he has i think he had the one of the best interviews i've seen so far because he would he had real answers it wasn't just like feeling good like crazy man and yeah. then uh, i don't know i was just throwing well Well, he was just so, yeah. he's so composed yeah that, 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 that was, he's always composed. and i was wondering because whenever he he just looked so calm and silas brought up he was so calm and i was like oh i think he's just in shock and then answering he was like well, it seemed like my footing was pretty decent. On a lot, I was getting a lot of good footing. Was getting popping. I was like, he's not in shock. Well, he's just he's <laughs> very collected. Yeah. Is he hasn't won on a big stage a lot, mm-hmm. but he used to clean house in mm-hmm. B tier, C tiers, yeah, A tiers, right. to where he he's won a ton of events. Hmm. To where like sometimes when a player wins on a pro tour stage, it's by far their biggest win in their career. Which this I think is Bradley Williams' biggest win in his career. Yeah, but sometimes it's still like they haven't won in a long time or something like that. He was like very dominant in Texas, Oklahoma, that whole area to where he has won a lot. So it wasn't like to him where this was a massive win. His previous most he'd made winning a tournament was 3,500 in the A tier. The most he won in the elite series was 2,500 back in 2016. This was $8,000 is what yeah. Terry said. Huge wow. difference. Uh, so this is like the most he's won in a tournament. It's safe to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing I wanted to add yeah. Hunter, is that this proved your point. Uh, one thing that you talked about on the preview show was that the ma- main key to victory with this course was to throw well. Yeah. Bradley Williams, one of the best throwers in our sport, best yeah. shot shaper. We've said it m- multiple times. He's known as being an incredible shot shaper, having that incredible backhand. Yeah. And he won. And that, which is way crazier than AB winning. Yes. If, if AB <laughs> had won, it would have been way less surprising, even not being there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, one thing, other thing that we talked about previously that finally happened this tournament that made the live coverage electric. It could have been slightly more electric, but it just is how the cookie crumbled, was Ricky was the one pushing him, mm-hmm. and he was pushing him from chase card. Yeah. So you were seeing, like, a hole or two ahead, Ricky hitting ridiculous putts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, like, I mean, he hit one that was, like, 65 feet from his knee. He hit another one that was, like, might as well have been a throw-in. And it just, everything was lining up that I was like, Ricky's going to win. And what was happening, coincidentally, at the exact same time, which, according to Brad's interview after, or Bradley's interview, I don't know what he likes being called. We're going to call him Bradley. According right. to Bradley's interview after, he didn't know this was going on, but like timing-wise, it seemed like he did. Because mm-hmm. every time you were watching live, Ricky would hit a massive putt, and then Bradley would have a chance to still make a birdie and like clank it off the front cage. You'd be like, oh my word. Mm-hmm. Like Now Ricky and him are tied again. This is like hole 14 on. It was just happened time and time again. Then we get to hole 17, Ricky throws, it looked like a sake bomb slammer on a forehand flex line. Good shot. Great line. I love hole 17 at this course because it's that tight woods, mm-hmm. wood yeah. hole, really yep. short. It's like hole 17 at USDGC where, but but easier, but it's like a shot that no one should mess up. Yeah. On that mm-hmm. level of play, no one should mess up. But then you add all the pressure mm-hmm. and you get to a hole, it's like, I should never mess this up. People mess it up left and right. And yep. it's, it's a, I love a hole like that as hole 17. I would hate it if it was hole 18. As hole 17. So you saw Ricky go long. He's like behind this tree, but he has an open putt. And so everything leading up to this moment is like Ricky's going to hit this putt. That'll put him at 31 under. Then if he birdies on hole 18, 32 under, that's going to make Bradley 
basically go like birdie birdie or birdie eagle. I forget exactly what hole he was on. It was going to make him have to get some birdies mm-hmm. down the stretch. It was going to put pressure on him. Uh, but then Ricky clanked it off the off the cage, and like mm-hmm. you could see it, like Ricky kind of like it. That was the moment I think Ricky first was like, I might not win because mm-hmm. up to that point he was just on another level. Yeah, and then he taps out the three, and then on hole eighteen, Ricky still could have went eagle, got to like thirty two, and made Bradley have to do something. Uh, or that might have put to, like, Ricky tie it up. Yeah, it it would have Ricky would have been sending it would have gone to a playoff. It would have made Bradley have to eagle. I think it would have made Bradley have to eagle oh, gotcha. going into 18. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ricky threw his drive. He crushed his drive, but he turned it over too much into the tall stuff. Went Still went for the eagle because he had to. Uh, well, he didn't have to, but in his head he did. Mm-hmm. And then fell, threw it in the water. That was definitely the play, though. Yeah, it was, again, that, that shot of you go for it. Like, yeah. you're trying to take the win. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting is in the interview, Bradley, because, like, Bradley threw a great drive. And then the commentators are saying the correct thing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, he he could bogey and be okay here, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, or I think he, he needed to par, or basically what it was. He's in a great spot. On hole 18? Yeah, he's a great spot. Well, yeah, par he, one. he could have just laid up. Yeah. But, like, he yeah, just yeah. went for he it. He laid up. So he's there, and then the commentators are saying the right thing. He just needs to lay up a second time. Like, lay up with a putter or something like that, then go across. It's a par five. So if you go one, two, three, four, five, you're going to be mm-hmm. fine. No, he could have still birdied, actually, because he could have laid up the second shot and then went for it and had a birdie. And then he steps up with a distance driver. Because, like, the only thing that, that could have ended this tournament for him at was this point into the water was if well. he went in the water. Yeah. yeah. So why bring the water into play? Which it was very much in play. It, yeah. You could, I mean, obviously. And he just, I mean, good for him. He went for the green, got to where all he had to do was lay up, which he kind of ran it, but lay up his eagle bid and then tap, out, tap yeah. out the birdie and really secure the win. But when he did the interview, they asked him, like, did you know Ricky was pushing you? And his answer, I was like, he got bad information because his answer, mm-hmm. he basically said something along the lines of like on the T of 18. No, he, said I, after, he said, I knew after my drive on 18. Yeah. And he, but yeah. then he said, so I knew like I have to go over the water mm. is what he said in the interview, which mm, made me, because I immediately, I immediately was like, you got bad information. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to go over that water. Yeah. So basically, which puts the, a little bit more into perspective, because he apparently on that second shot felt pressure. Like he has to go across yeah. the water for some reason. Oh. He must've had, he must've had bad so information. So either right. that, or he must've thought he needed to birdie and thought going across the water and just being safe is my easiest birdie play mm-hmm. when really he could have parred. Is yeah. What, yeah. what it came down yeah, to. He could have just laid up. He could have just laid up, but it didn't matter in the end. Um, he took it down, and it was a very, very entertaining. Because we also had Simon and Kyle pushing at different yeah. points to get into there. That was crazy. They both um, went OB on hole 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought uh, Terry said something along the lines of, like, it's like they're both sprinting to the podium but tripping each other or tripping yeah. themselves or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, but, yeah, so you had Kyle and Simon. They were kind of in it in at certain points. As it got later in the round, it became less and less believable that they were going to be able to do it. Uh, I for a second I was like Simon's about to win three in a row and he would have been the only player in the history of the Pro Tour to win three Pro Tour events in a row mm, which is wow. crazy top line Pro Tour yeah, not yeah, not yeah. Silver Series yeah um, final thing before we get into the, some points and then with the updated power rankings is Silas sent out a little tweet oh boy and I want to grill him on this I have not seen okay. this so Silas tweeted and said why haven't AirPods been banned on the Pro Tour yet <laughs> I think it's a pretty unprofessional look for players so yeah, you, this tweet. Let me, yeah, break it down originally. Originally, I was watching FPO. And Switch I was, to your camera, man. They want to see you. Sorry, sorry, people. I'm not used to that. <laughs> um, 
So I I was I was watching the preserve, watching FPO, and I saw Paige Pierce with AirPods in. I was like, huh? Like it's like I don't feel like I've seen her wear any type of headphones or anything before. I don't think I've seen her do that but, either. Yeah, but I was like, that's that's just it, it. Just looks unprofessional. So other than looks, yeah, give me some reasons, like because optics are nothing. So other than looks. What is it like? Why should a player? I do agree. I do think it looks unprofessional, but that's not reason enough. Yeah, to ban but it. why? Why should they ban it? What's some reasons beyond it just you don't like how it looks? Because yeah. when you don't like how it looks, someone else might love how it looks. Right, right. right. Uh, what if we had like something like the Paige Pierce incident? Like we did have that. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> now here's what I'm thinking. I and maybe this boils down to just like banning phones in general okay. from players because we had the incident oh, of like Paige, hotter. Paige's caddy. You yeah. know, we had that like Kristen, her daughter thing. Yeah, like that should have never came up. Um, so I I think being fed intel is just giving a person the upper hand. So you think someone could be like in her ear telling yeah, her? Could be if there's someone in the gallery that's up the fairway. Yeah, they can give her information. No, out. yeah, we we talked about that on debate yeah. night. Some of like, oh, okay, it can get it could get sneaky. Yeah, like if, yeah, if for sure, because like I could have I could have just like my dad out on the course, mm-hmm. and he could be up by the basket, and like I'm just on a speaker, I'm on a call with him in my headphones, and I don't think this is happening with anyone, but like mm-hmm. it could be. And he's like, "Hey, Hunter, just a heads up, like ripping headwind up by the basket. You can't feel it on the tee, but like on your approach shot." you know be aware of that like it's yeah. gonna it's gonna flip up when it gets closer mm-hmm. and like give me a distinct advantage over other players that's not reason enough i don't think um, all right i what about like safety Ex- expand on it so i i don't know you just like, have, like, you i'm just your, trying to get you, you eardrums? I, I agree with you silas but yeah. when, so when you throw a, a takeout so. that's what i'm saying when you throw a takeout <laughs> on twitter you gotta have like i know i wasn't reason, expecting reasons. this like this no, people don't like the take. Of feedback. No, people don't <laughs> like the take. But that's the thing is like when when you put a when you put a like we need to change this yeah. takeout. I should have reworded just, it. I should have reworded it to. Well, no, if it's just optics though, that's always like surface level. No one's like because then it's just people disagree. So you have to have reasoning behind mm. as to why. So that's what I'm trying to get you to. Okay, so, like why should they be banned? Okay, so like um, on on the cards, don't they have to like relay what score they got? Mm-hmm. So you would then have to try and get that person's attention when you're asking the scorekeeper, when they're asking the person, the player, hey, what'd you get? Might not hear them. Yeah. Then that could lead to a lot of confusion in scoring. I think the we big one, a, you had said, you'd mentioned safety. And I think, you, I think you're on the right train of thought there because it's similar to like why it's legal to drive with headphones in. Although people do that all the time. I'm not sure. Yeah, what is up with people doing unless it got unless it became legal recently? Don't think it did. The reason it's illegal is because you need to be aware of your surroundings. What if there's a siren? It's like if there's an ambulance behind you and you're blasting music. And first off, you're driving a car by yourself. Why the heck do you need headphones in? Like you got a speaker. Like does your your radio might maybe their radio doesn't. If you have headphones, that means they're connected to your phone, which has a speaker. (laughs) So we so I guess we're assuming that the most of those people, their phone speakers and their radio are broken. They so the yeah. only options headphones. I mean, I think most people but even just at live that point, with headphones on. But even at that point, it you can get a Bluetooth speaker cheaper than headphones. 
Yeah. Well, I think so, people just well, are in this state where they live with headphones on. They don't want to uh, talk Air, to people. AirPods, I understand. Like, you, you can have them in transparency mode and forget they're in and get in your car. But I've seen people with, like, over-ear, like, cans or whatever they're called. Like, people what we're wearing People want to shut on. themselves off to the world. That's what it is. But you're in a car. I know. You are literally, literally in a room. Off. There is no one that can get to you right now. You're in a car. Anyways. Uh, Cold ears, man. Come on. Safety. This right? is sensitive. So, in, on the disc golf course... What does that what does that look like? A You're about to step on a snake. Well, that but I think <laughs> it's a pair, watch out. There's two main things that reasons I don't like headphones is one, all the players are meant to be engaged with their card. Yeah, so if there's a yeah. lost disc or something like that, and I'm across the fairway and I have my headphones on, I'm zoned in looking at my shot and I'm bopping to my music, and three of the the other three members of the card are over here looking for the lost disc. The timer doesn't start till I get over there. The whole card has to be looking. So if they're yelling, Hunter, 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 they can't really yell too loud because there's other people playing. I'm zoned in, range finding my disc, whatever, not paying attention. That's an opportunity. That's something that headphones could cause where if I didn't have headphones in, I hear my name, I immediately go, oh, they need help. Does that happen a lot? No, not right now. Could it happen? Very easily it could happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Secondary thing is you're in the fairway, someone throws a disc, they yell four, you get beamed in the head. You get drilled in the head Boom. because yeah. you're wearing headphones. You yeah. don't know. Uh, you know, other things like people call you on a footfall. People call you on, like, there's a lot of things that you need to be with your card. Like, a, even an OB ruling. Your card shouldn't have happening. to try to get your attention if yeah. they want to say something to you. Uh, even oh, an there's OB something. ruling. If happen. they call you on a footfall, you pick up your mini. Yeah. I mean, it's a group decision that goes back down. But again, it's just stuff that's like added problems that, like, what is a headphone really doing? Because you can't really argue the advantage side, although I do think it's an advantage because if it's not illegal, every player has it access yeah, to the same advantage. Everyone yeah. could. Because do like that. basically like I do think you play better when you have something to remove you from the pressure of the situation. Yeah. I think that, you know, no headphones is definitely the way to go. And you know, I think that the biggest things though are like you you need to be present with your card because of so many things in disc golf, it's a self-regulated, self-officiated sport. So many things require the card to all come together and talk through things. And removing yourself from the card like that removes you from a lot of those things to where there could be like you, you throw OB and, or someone else throws OB and the only reason you know it hit and bounds up there was it smacks a tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have headphones in. You don't hear it smack the tree. So you're like, look, there's no way it crossed in. Look how far out in the middle of the water it is. Yeah. And then the person's like, do you not hear it? It hit the tree. You're mm-hmm. like, no, I didn't hear it. Not nah, dip, Sherlock. You're freaking blasting Skrillex in your ear. Like, of course <laughs> you didn't hear it. Uh, so stuff like that. I think that's the route of why I personally think headphones should be banned. I agree it doesn't look good. I think the optics, like it, no other sport, which that's an awful argument, but it's still one I go to of like, when every other sport does a certain thing and then we're different, there's some things that it's great to be different at with sports. Yeah. But when it comes to certain optics, like the optics of headphones, it, it immediately adds a like, I don't care, bad boy vibe, no matter who it is. And like, yeah. Yeah. that's not a vibe you ever really want to give off of like, I don't care about what I'm doing. Really, I think it's players care more about what they're doing and so they're using headphones to escape the reality, the pressure of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the vibe it gives is the same vibe that like a teenager... At dinner with headphones. Yeah, yeah, like a teenager mm-hmm. at dinner with headphones in, you immediately look at that, like that kid doesn't give two craps what anyone around them is saying right now. Yeah. That's what it feels like on the disc golf course to me. Is like whoever's wearing that, they're they're just trying to get through the round. They don't care. Yeah. Is what mm-hmm. it looks like to me. Yeah. 
so optics wise, I fully agree, but I can see where people don't care about the optics. I think the, the safety rules calling that whole side, it's like you need to be there, need to be able to be present. And I think the headphones removes you from being able to be present at times. I agree. Side note, I think that for our next video that we film, whenever Trevor's back in town, you should put AirPods in whenever you go on the tee. And oh, he's just like, funny. but like, don't, <laughs> don't make it like a joke. And like, he's like, what are you doing? And you're like, I just, I figured out whenever I played that round at New London, I just play way better with headphones in. And he's like, yeah, but we're shooting a video. And you're like, I, for the monthly match. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't. For I the can't monthly match, yeah. dude. Yeah. I can't funny. lose this. I Can I go off on a little bit of a tangent? Absolutely. A birdie tangent? Yes. I I always ask... Is it inside the grip lock joke, Silas? Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. Silas. We'll have one on debate night one of these days. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll have one on debate night one of these days. Yeah. I usually ask you guys what you think about the commentary. How was the coverage? What do you think about the commentary? Okay. Usually breaks out in a very long... Conversation that nobody. I'm done talking about that ever again. Oh, oh! I, I would like words. to give. I, I w- have words. You have words too. Say your words. <laughs> All right. Well, never mind. Doesn't matter what I say. Do you mind? If no, I don't mind. I, I, so usually Trevor talks about his opinion on it, which I'm always very interested interested in. Uh, so since Trevor's not here, I would like to give my opinion on the commentary. Okay. I like the Terry Nate Doss team. Boom. Done. I like it. I I thought they did a good job. No, yeah. They they've been getting a lot better. I, I so I just am a fan of Nate Doss. I think he's cool, um, but also I feel like that whole storyline, the last few holes, uh, where they, were, they I think they did a good job building tension, and it did not feel like there was bias. It felt like there was like, I feel like they did a great job of being like, okay, so this is what this means if he play, if he gets this shot in inbounds, yeah, and like whenever he was. Um, you knew exactly his, where he was at. Yes. Whenever he was throwing his second shot on hole 18, whenever Bradley Williams was throwing his second shot, I felt so much pressure because they did such a good job of like, obviously there wasn't a ton of danger involved for him there. Again, he didn't have to, he could have just laid up and would have been fine, but they did a good job media wise building tension by saying the only thing he has to worry about right now is not throwing out of bounds. Yeah. That is the only thing he doesn't have to worry about. And, and me as a player, that's not a pro. I'm just thinking, if there's one thing I can't do whenever I'm throwing, and that's like the most important thing, I'm doing it. And I'm also thinking about how Bradley Williams hasn't, like this is like a huge thing for him because he hasn't won anything in a long time. He's been out of the mix for a while. And like how important this win would be and how much pressure you would have on that. I feel like they did a great job building that up. And they also made it as like like the least amount of confusing as possible. They made it make the most sense with uh, Ricky being ahead of him. Yeah. But still b- making it feel like there was tension, even though we already know what Ricky's doing. They talked about how like, oh, well now like Bradley Williams fate is in his hands. Like it's his decision right now, yeah. whether or not he wins this tournament. And well, like, I think that I think was a good job. I think this weekend was a perfect example of why, if you're capable of watching live disc golf, it's great too. Mm-hmm. Obviously post-produced, is incredible that we have because there's no other way to be able to watch disc golf as quickly as we did. Um, I think it was, I forget which tournament, but one of the tournaments recently, uh, I did, I couldn't watch live. There's no, there was no way I was gonna be able to watch live. Mm -hmm. And so I was very grateful to be able to wake up the next morning, boop, Jomez, watch it. And 30 minutes before my wife even wakes up, I've seen the round. Yeah. Great. Uh, so very good to have that, but you just miss the tension that was building between Ricky's performance and Bradley's performance mm-hmm. live, because like Jomez will do a good time, good. Tr- uh, Jomez will do a good job 
of getting like other like the footage from gatekeeper whoever sometimes and like throwing it in be like hey this is what's going on right now so mm-hmm. you feel it but when it's shot 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 like little john style everybody <laughs> then um you miss the buildup in between those shots right yeah and so basically that's what live provides is it gives time to build. I think mm-hmm. that's what live is starting to do a lot better job of is their biggest downfall previously is actually their greatest asset, mm-hmm. which is the time. Because yeah. when you go so fast, tension can't build. Yeah. If you do it right and you have you know the four hour round, if you use those four hours right, the tension builds so much to where when we were on holes, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, gripping TV. Because yeah, did those holes take like an hour to get through? Yeah, could I have yeah. watched the whole round in less time and post-produced? Yeah, but I'm glued to the screen. Like, nothing else could take my attention away because it's constant back and forth where Ricky's hitting big putts, and now Bradley just missed a putt, and now Simon's back in this somehow. And, like, all these different storylines that you just... It, the the time is what allows it all to build. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're starting to figure that out. The other thing I noticed this weekend, and I think they've been, they've been using it for a while, it just looked the best this weekend was the like camera they cut to immediately like reaction shot wise that had like a really shallow depth of field yeah. and like yeah. they're just super is super zoomed in good. very also, photo one thing i did great. one other yeah, thing i did notice good. was on the on, on, specifically on the walk from 18 um to the green they had like a camera walking with Bradley mm-hmm. I, yeah. thought, I thought it was good built attention no yeah great. that's that's very as much as people hate it that's very golf-esque. That's what they do in golf a lot of times. And it's, it is such a good tension-building moment. Mm. Especially, it, sh- it shows the emotion. Well, like, especially obviously, like, he didn't have much emotion. But. Yeah. But especially when, if that was like he needed, he was walking up to make the putt yeah. or something, then those that's what like they use in golf like during the playoff and stuff like that. And like a lot of times they'll have a hot mic where you can like hear them talking to the caddy. I would love that type of shot on the walk from 16 to 17 at USDGC. Yep. Mm-hmm. That type of thing where... Because, like, players are trying to get in the zone and get focused. And, like, you just start seeing, like, them just zone out. Like, when you walk 16 to 17 at USCGC, and it's a moment like Paul has the lead or whoever. It's, like, a one-stroke game or it's very close going Mm -hmm. into 17. That walk from 16 to 17, most of the time, you just see, like, killer game faces. Like, just dead straight. Sometimes, like, a few of them will try to, like, loosen up and, like, joke back and forth. But most of the time, it's, like... I mean, it's probably a quarter of a mile walk from 16 to 17. It's close. I don't know. It's a long walk. And, but it's just like game face, like looking at the ground. No one talked to me. No one come near me. And you're just all you're thinking about 17. Mm-hmm. That type of shot on live coverage, like what you're saying they did on 18. Yeah. It does. It adds so much more like it makes you feel a lot more like you're immersed in it, like you're there. Yep. Uh, yeah. I thought the live coverage did a great job. This I would even say if you had the option of watching a 30 minute back nine, like on Jomez, or 30 minutes of just whole 17 and 18 of the live coverage, like the next day, because it is cool how they post the whole live coverage on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, it was, I would even think it was worth it just to watch 30 minutes of live. Even though you're getting less stuff, yeah. it feels, you feel more involved in the Yeah, it's just, it's just, I think that the, the biggest thing that made live and Jomez and all these things clash butt heads, where like it felt like if one exists, the other can't. Yeah was they were both providing the exact same product mm-hmm. when they shouldn't have been. Yeah. Because post-produce is like coverage of a single card 
it needs to exist for that. You're watching throws. You're watching just you're just watching the throws. Honestly, doesn't even really need commentary if you yeah. didn't want it. You're Which just watching serves the throws. A great purpose. Yeah. But live is you're watching the story of the event. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, live previously they didn't have the cameras and stuff to do it. So live was just following one card and there was so much downtime. Yeah. Now there's way less downtime and they're a lot more intentional with that downtime to where there are things that can be thrown in. And when done poorly, yeah, live sucks. When done poorly, live absolutely sucks and you have to gruel to get through it. Mm -hmm. But when done... bad post is still watchable. Yeah, because bad post is still just disc golf. Yeah. Whereas good live though, there's nothing like it because then it's... You can go. It's basically like you're at the event without being at the event. You feel the energy in the air and stuff like that. I think they did a good job this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good, that's a good point that they don't necessarily have to be in competition. With no, each other. I think that was we've made that mistake many yeah. times. Uh, we might even be a reason that a lot of people <laughs> thought they needed to be in competition with each other because in our heads, it's kind of like when we were talking I power ranking. They did. It's like when yeah. we were talking power ranking, world ranking, uh-huh. and then eventually you just take a step back and you're like. Two different things. They're different things. Yeah, like, yeah. That's why I don't like the world rankings. And even like the commentary, like the Joma's commentary, they've said is supposed to be more funny and like, like they're just supposed to like, yeah, yeah, not not goof off, but just be more loose. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Disc Golf Pro Tour, they're more like this is the the facts. And yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing is they're supposed to be two different things. Official yeah. foundation statement. Sorry. No, make one. <laughs> I love it. No, that was it. That was my statement. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Nice. Uh, points after this weekend. Um, I got, I got a lot of points from MPO. I got like six points from MPO, yeah, a few points from FPO. I am now at 82 points. Connor cut into my lead a little bit. He's at 54 points. I did okay. And, my dark uh, horse, Casey White. Thank you. Trevor's chilling way back there at 43. And I, 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 I got uh, 83 points. So. Okay. Silas is Dang, Silas. She really jumped up. Uh, I crazy. do, I do owe Connor Wendy's because I don't know if you realized Anthony Barella wasn't in the field. He wasn't there. And it was a basic <laughs> mistake. It was a basic mistake. <laughs> Um, I I, just, I looked mistake. at I looked at That's last what year's. People called me in middle school. I, lo- <laughs> <laughs> I looked at last year's field, and Anthony Barella performed well. And Anthony Barella made a post about how like he's he's feeling great. You know, the next Pro Tour events, blah blah blah. I didn't think to check the field <laughs> to see if he was in it. I, have you gone back and looked at the comments on the preview show? Yeah. Was there a lot of people saying a lot of hey, people were like, "Honey, you're an idiot." I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, well, that's, that's what that's how I noticed it. Is I went and checked the comments base as soon as it came out, and someone was like, "Am I missing something? Anthony Brella's not playing." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And then I looked. I was like, "Hunter, how did you not check that? Like, how are you going to pick a guy and not even verify your pick?" Oh, I wish we we had forced you to make some kind of bet about. Well, I owe you Wendy's, so you just let me know the day I you mean, want. I love it. Wendy's. Do you want Wendy's today? Yeah. All right. I'll do. You want me, I'll I'll uh, I'll DoorDash it for you. What? You just turned like a seven dollar meal into like a thirty. Well, I don't yeah. want to drive. I'll probably DoorDash Wendy's for myself. Wendy's too. isn't real close. You're right. Well, if we're all, all, you know, we'll DoorDash together. I'm not paying for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll Venmo. All right. I already bought. I bought you Wendy's last week, Silas. I know. I said I'll Venmo. And then I Venmoed Trevor to make up for rubbing it's the okay. Wendy's in his He's face. Not, he doesn't. No, need it, I just man. miss Trevor <laughs> so much, dude. You don't even know. It's a different vibe. Uh, all right. Power ranking update. Hunter I did these. Crying during every. Grip lock that happens yeah. every week. I don't know why. It's just something about me. Uh, it's about <laughs> it's the a air. Cute thing. Uh, power ranking update. This was no Trevor, so this is just me. This is I did this. I I took it over. <laughs> Hunter's power rankings. Hunter's power rankings. Uh, not a ton of changes. Again, I don't remember if we factored Silver Series in previously, but you know me, I didn't factor any in uh, because I Silver Series or Silver Series. Yeah. Um, so that's not factored in. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I don't know if Trevor would or not. Trevor can change these next week if he wants. Uh, FPO. I'll text him. 
FPO. He said no. Okay, FPO, we're starting at number five. <laughs> Missy Gannon stays there. No, I, FPO pretty much stays the same, but there is one move. So we have Missy Gannon fifth, Valerie Mandahano fourth, Katrina Allen third. And I think it's officially time. Paige Pierce, I'm putting number one. Kristen Tatar, number two. Kristen's been gone for too right. long. Kristen's been gone for has, too long. Paige just won again. Has Kristen won preserve before? Yeah, last year. Last year. I was about to say, because they showed a clip of her holding the trophy. I was like, what's happening? Yeah. Also, that That's trophy true. is pretty sweet. That's yeah, cool. and they engraved, uh, they engraved and their... Like, oh, oh, oh. And you get a ring. Yeah, and well, that's new this year. Yeah, oh. you get the Super a, cool a ring with a diamond. For like you literally get a diamond ring. That's Kale cool. basically Kale proposes to you if you win. And <laughs> then um I would love to win that tournament. And then the trophy Preserve is my number one want to win. <laughs> <laughs> the trophy they just engrave your initials onto the bear somewhere. That's cool. So like over time it's just gonna have initials all over. That's gonna be sick. Which is mm-hmm. pretty sick. Uh but I'm 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 officially declaring Paige Pierce the number one player in the world until Kristen's back. Deserved. Uh I think well I think you have to. Just yeah. because Kristen's deserved not here. and preserved. Deserved from the preserved. Uh, on the MPO side, new player has entered the top 10. Oh. This is a little controversial, I think, because there's a lot of people that could have done it, and I went off guts, not stats here. It's Bradley Williams. No. He's number one in the world right now. <laughs> no. Kyle Klein, I'm putting at number 10 in the world. He bumps Drew Gibson out because Drew Gibson's not playing. I looked at his recent tournaments and compared them to people like Double G and a few other guys around him, and I feel pretty comfortable doing it. I respect that. Uh where Double G beat him pre like two weeks ago, obviously at the Portland Open. Kyle Klein beat him this weekend with third place, third place, second place, pretty, pretty much washed there. Then if you go back a few events, Kyle beats Double G in almost all of them. I'm excited then, to see um, him up there, man. Drew Gibson, you know, he kind of fell down a little bit in the most recent yeah. one as Kyle Klein's been coming up. So mm-hmm. I think for the power ranking's sake, recency bias, very heavy. We're going Kyle Klein in 10th. James Conrad stays ninth. Joel Freeman stays eighth. Paul McBeth stays seventh. Matteo stays fifth. I believe is how I had those. That might all have changed. Gannon Burr up to fourth place. Uh, he's been playing very solid this whole year. I think he deserves it. And I also think it's time. Chris Dickerson has knocked off his reign. He's been gone for too long. Chris Dickerson is now the third best player in the world according to the power rankings. And uh, that's fair. Who knows? He could slip I down to fourth him. next week. Yeah. I miss him. We all miss him. Um, He's co- when he'll is he be coming back. Idlewild, I, I believe he, he comes posted back. His, uh, his I believe he comes back at Idlewild part two schedule, mm-hmm. which Idlewild I think is the next pro tour event. Yeah. So I believe he's back at the next pro tour event. So if he comes back and he wins, I'll give him the one number one place in the world gladly back. Uh, which means Simon Lazat jumps him up to number two in the world. Very well deserved. Simon is one of the like. Simon could be the hottest player on tour right now. But he didn't beat Ricky this weekend, so like kind of hard for him to jump Ricky when he didn't beat him. He's so on fire. Ricky's number one player in the world, and I think that's well-deserved as well. Ricky, I mean, obviously a little knee injury, comes back from it, right back in contention, right back trying yeah, to die I mean, for the is, Yeah, uh, I yeah. called it. I said he was coming back with a vengeance, but I, he also get, got second place. Yeah, but you so, know he did come back. I didn't completely call it. You didn't it. completely call it, but you like kind of called it. Well, actually, you... Completely called it. I got, I got, I put him in second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I put so Simon you, in third. So you're right. So boom, 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 boom. I was close. Boom, boom, boom. So there it is. Okay. So that's the grip lock power ranking update. We'll we'll get Trevor's opinion next week. Yeah. Now next week, July fourth. I don't know what we're doing for July fourth yet. Tuesday show. We could do a Tuesday show. Tuesday's gonna be kind of busy though. Yeah, we're gonna be just busy boys. I don't know. We should have Very a cookout busy next week. We should live stream a cookout. <laughs> Like grip lock cookout. Yeah, like yeah. you can put a camera in cookout and just live stream it. <laughs> like we put it in there and leave. That's funny. 
Thanks, man. All right, it's time for the fan favorite segment, beating out Trevor's trivia two to one. <laughs> Thomas trivia. Heck yeah. Whoa. We're playing. I, I named this specifically for Silas because I think Silas will love the name. Oh, sweet. Uh, Factor Cap, disc name. Oh, yeah. Edition. Factor Fact, Cap, something from, Factor from TikTok. Cap. I didn't make that up. So this is disc names? Disc name edition. Okay. Oh, All right. So essentially, boy. I'm going to give you a disc name, okay. and you have to tell me, is that actually a disc name, oh. or Fact. is that Cap? Oh, I cap. like this. Did I make it up? That's fun. So I went through the PGA approved models. I didn't pick any that I think y'all will know. You don't have to know any history. So no, how's your you fingers ready to switch back and forth? Uh, uh, boom, 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 boom. Here's what we're going to do. Calm right. down with the table, Hunter. Y'all, y'all, so there's 10 here. Okay, most points win. Okay. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to rotate. We're going to start with Connor. Okay. Connor's going to give me his answer first, then you give me your answer after. It can be the same as Connor or different. Okay. Then the second one, you give me your answer first, Connor gives me his answer after. So I'm going first. Or do rock, paper, scissors for it. No, I already decided you. I already decided that I'm going to listen. So Connor, (laughs) Silas, points ready. I already decided I will obey. All right, Connor. All right. The first disc name is The Haze. Is that fact? Hunter. Yeah. Hunter Hayes? No. Oh, dadgum, Hunter. Hayes. I think you're starting us off with a cap. Cap? Silas? Like H-A-Z-E. H-A-Z-E. Hayes. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, whenever you say it like that, for some reason. Well, I typed them out, so that's how I spelt it. Uh, Or that's how they spelt it. Cap. Both are saying cap. Incorrect. It's a brand new disc by All for Frisbee. I I wanted to change my answer because once I I heard the spelling. For some reason, once I heard the spelling... I, f- I felt really? good about it. All right, the I, next got, th- I got weird. It sounds very much spelling. like a disc golf. The next, dis- like a disc golfer named that disc. The Hayes. The next name, Silas. This is your answer oh, first. My answer. Okay. The system. The system sounds like MVP. I'm going. I'm going fact. Fact. Well, it's Connor. not MVP. <laughs> I know, but, but it just sounds like it. it. Just it just sounds mysterious. Let's right. let's, let's get Scientific. a little separation here. I'm going to say cap. And Connor is correct. Oh I made my that up. Goodness. That's a really good name, though. Connor with the point. The system? I thought so. That's a really good name. All right, Connor, back to you. Your answer first here. The circle. The snap. Cap. Cap. Fact. Fact. Yeah. It was cap. Connor my with two goodness, points. I am terrible at also this. Also a good name. You should make your own disc company. Silas Discs. It's coming yeah. to you first. Yeah, man. The White Raven. <laughs> oh, my. He That's can't. so specific. <laughs> I gotta go fact. Fact? I gotta go the fact. White the Raven. White Raven. I think you made it up again. I'm going cap. Cap? Yeah. It was fact. It's oh, a disc. let's go. It's a disc by Guru. Guru? Yeah. All right. Connor, back to What's you. What's the score at right now? Connor's two up one. two to one. All right, all right. Connor, back to you. The fish. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cap. Cap. I think it's Cap. Cap. Y'all yeah. are both correct. Yeah, I knew Three you came with that. You're like, a fish it, guy. It, Your it name. Gotta, it has Your to be more well, specific. My thing was like, my it's got to be more specific. My thing was, how is there not a fish? Disc. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like for that one, I was in your head. Yeah, I was like, I was how like, is there not Hunter, one? I searched it. It's definitely Hunter. I searched fish on PDJ. I was like, how yeah. is there not one? Yeah. Okay. The koi. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's a koi. Is that called the fish? You should make it. Wasn't going to be a funny joke. Okay. Silas, we're coming back to you first. Three to two. Connor is up. Next up, we have... The Phoenix. the Phoenix. Oh, that's definitely fact. Fact. Yeah. The Phoenix. Oh, I wait. Like, yeah. No, you locked in. <laughs> I know. You can change your answer. No, he can't. That is that is a plastic. The Phoenix. From Yikun, I think. It is. Yeah. I feel like it's a I disc. feel like I've heard of a disc called the Phoenix. Did you say fact? Yes. Okay. He said I, fact. Connor? <laughs> I'm gonna clicks. say all right, all right, all right. How many more are there left? 
There's four more after this I'm one. I'm going fact. Look at fact as well. I want to stay in this a little longer. You are both correct. It's a disc by oh. Mint. Okay. Oh, oh four to three. Mint. The f- that might be where I heard it Netsky. From <laughs> <laughs> what? Ned's the class. <laughs> what are you saying? Next, we have Connor. The jet ski. <laughs> Next ski? <laughs> <laughs> now you see why I said yeah, yeah, yeah. jet ski. The jet ski. I really like it. It is cap, though. Cap. That is cap. Cap. Incorrect. It's fact. Oh, I told you, Silas. It's no. a disc by Albatross. Oh. All right. Next I'd like up, to try a jet ski. Next up, we have Silas answering first with yeah. Cypher. The Cypher. Love that name. You were just on system, and it was cap. Mm-hmm. The Cypher, though? The Cypher. Where are you going to go with it, Silas? The Cypher. I'm not saying decipher. Decipher. Like, the, the Cypher. cypher. Yes. What's a Cypher? I know anyway. Siphon is. Um, I'm going cipher. Fact. Fact. Cipher. I'm going to say cap just to mix cap. it up a little. Y'all are now tied. Oh! It was fact. I know. It's a disc by MVP. It just hasn't come out yet, apparently. It got PDG approved. Oh, huh. it, it seems like the system, the cipher, it's, it's MVP. All right. Four to four. Gotcha. But except the system he, he made up. I did make the system up. Yeah, so your true. your thought process right. is incorrect. Uh, back to Connor's answer first here. Y'all all are tied up with two left. Keep okay. that in mind. All right. Connor, the hydro. That is cap. Cap. Dang it. I'm cap. Cap? Yeah. Incorrect. It's fact. It's a disc by Franklin. Mm. Oh, what? All right, last disc here. I was just thinking about you sitting at home and seeing a hydro flask and be like, the hydro. Yeah. yeah. I, thought exactly, I, exactly I thought I was in your head with that one. I thought I was in your head. All right. The last disc here, unless we need to go into a bonus round. Starting with Silas first. Uh. <laughs> the Snoopy. Snoopy. <laughs> no idea. I mean, what I the no crap? Idea. Can I Google it? Nope. <laughs> the last one was... What was the last one? What was the last that. one? Hydro. The, the name was Hydro. And it was a fact. I can't answer that. It was fact. Yeah. The Snoopy. The Snoopy. It's got I've got my answer already. Fact. So I'm going fact. Fact? I was going to say fact. You can if you want. We can push into a bonus round. I'm like confident that what it's What you going to do? But what you going to do? If you're confident it's fact, you can say fact. You just know you're not going to win. You're going to push to a bonus round. I want a bonus round. Fact. It was fact. So good oh, job. Oh, let's go. Silas that felt, won. It felt I right. Mean, who felt who right. made that? Alpha. Is is that copyrighted? Is probably Snoopy copyrighted. Probably, but Alpha, hey, you're I going down. It. I'm suing. You're going down, Alpha, down, I'm baby. Suing. You're straight in a Range Rover street sweeper, <laughs> baby. Hot, ready to let it go. <laughs> right now, whenever you're singing in my ears while I'm trying to talk, it is like a speech jammer. <laughs> I was trying to say, <laughs> Alpha, you're going down, and then while Hunter was singing, I was like, ob dob dob dob. All right, the next disc up. Connor is up. Right. I'm up. Yep. Is. It's me. Hello. <laughs> it's me. I don't know if I'm going to pick one from this list or if I'm going to pick one my Ooh. name. So I'm just, I'm just so scrolling you're either, here. you're either trying to come up with a name right now. I'm or looking you're at all the discs in front of me. On. I'm yeah. looking at all the discs in front of me and trying to think of a name near them. Or I might just mm, go with one of them. Big move. You just change the first letter. Okay, we are or going with Connor. You're up first here. I'm up first here. All right, we're going Diamondback. Fact. That's copyrighted. That's Cap. Diamondback. Why is that copyrighted? That isn't the isn't that like a mascot of like the yes. baseball team? Well, yes. yeah, but it's called that because it's an animal. Diamondback. Oh, it is. Yeah, Diamondback. Uh, gorilla. Okay, well, I'm still going. I'm going cap. Cap, in fact. 
It is fact. It's a mint disc. Oh. Just got approved April 25th of 2022. Great. Hey, good job, Thank you. I appreciate it. It looks like a distance driver, maybe fairway. Connor wins. Wow. I haven't won a trivia in a while. It's because Great you're too job. good, Hunter. I never win against you. <laughs> Silas, good job, man. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. But I am the time. winner, and you're the loser, so. You gotcha. are the champion. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was a good time. I like doing trivia. I yeah, that Trevor was fun. has so much fun. Trivia is always so much fun. You know, maybe next week I'll put Trevor through Thomas trivia. That's a great. I actually like that idea. We'll just see what happens. Me and Trevor never get to face off. So uh, the celebrity pro am from the Disc Golf Pro Tour happened last year, okay. and during Katrina Allen's interview, they're going to Wisconsin this week for uh, for the U.S. Women's Disc Golf Championship. Okay. Uh, ben Askren's house, where the host. Of- wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Winthrop is throw pink for women. Gotcha. Yes. Um, ben Askren's house, the host of the Celebrity Pro-Am, is also in Wisconsin. They're doing that okay. this year? Well, that's what the thing. I haven't heard anything about it mm. at all. No. But then Katrina Allen, in her post-round interview, they were asking her, like, what her week holds. And she's like, well, you know, Monday, Tuesday, I'm actually playing in a golf event with one of my friends. And then, you know, like Wednesday. Golf, golf? Golf, golf, yeah. Oh, wow. And she's like, and then, when, and then I think she said Wednesday, one of the days around then, we have the Celebrity Pro-Am. Huh. Dang. Did she say anything about like Ben Askren? Is it like a no? She said thing? like we have the disc. The, she said like the the celebrity program. Like she's talking about disc golf. Yeah, celebrity program. I can't find any information about it online. Hmm. I did text Brody, and he was like, "Yeah, it's happening this week." I was like, "So they're just not promoing it?" Yeah, or like what's going? What's going down? Because Katrina Allen said it in the interview, and um, yeah, so it's going down this did, week. They were pushing that like super hard last year. No idea who's yeah. in it. Or no. it might it might be because like maybe they decided they're not doing anything live, so maybe they're only doing post produced. So they're like not advertising when the event's happening. They're mm-hmm. waiting to advertise like once it's done and like the coverage is coming uh, out. Oh, that would make Could sense. Be. Like maybe then it's like already done. So which would be weird because then like social wise, you're gonna be asking pros like not to post on like Snapchat stories with whoever shows yeah. up. Uh, we also have no idea which celebrities are gonna also, be. Also, like there. if you're a pro and you get like dead last, like you're not gonna promote it that hard. No, I mean it's not that serious of an event because yeah, the celebrity like, pro am like you're you're paired you're, up, but, with but you're gonna be less motivated. That's too. true. That's true. Um, so as we still recording everything, yeah, cool. Sorry, I just got a little anxious about it. Okay, <laughs> it's weird being on this side. I, like, uh, I don't have any control. But we're in a unique spot because the celebrity pro am has apparently happened in a few days. Okay, which means this is the last grip lock before the celebrity pro am goes down. This is the celebrity pro pro am preview. Well, that just means that we, we know have Katrina no idea. Allen's playing. We have no idea which <laughs> and Brody, celebrity and Brody. Well, no, Brody's not playing. Oh. Brody's not playing. Brody's not uh, playing. But we we don't know which celebrities are going to be there. So basically, what we're going to oh, play... Oh, we're going to guess? Yeah, well, we can do it one of two ways. I'll let you all decide. We can turn a game into it where we guess which celebrities are going to be there, and we just try to actually guess which... I feel like that's way too hard, actually. Not names, but like kinds of celebrities. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want to. Or no, no, just say what you're going to say. Or we can just say which celebrities we would most want to see in That's a celebrity oh, pro. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah, so let's just go yeah. three celebrities each. Okay. We'll start with Connor. Um, Chris Pratt. Nice. I, great disc golf personality. Why is he, he not be. into disc golf? He would be. Uh, Silas? Who would I want to be there? Yeah. Probably. I got my other one. Dang, dude. Dang. Do you already have your I have I have two of my three. Jeez. Celebrity? Well, like like anyone who's like anyone's more who's more famous than disc golf. So it could be like a YouTuber Chris or Pratt like Chris Pratt was a, a big one. That was a that, yeah, that's a Chris huge Pratt one. is like an A list celeb. You can I'm go like D list celeb. Here we go. 
Mr. Beast. That's what I was going to say. That was my next one. That was my next one. All right, well. That's a great one. That is a great one. That's exactly who I was thinking. Ooh, I just got chills. I don't know why. (laughs) What? Uh, (laughs) Not not for Mr. Beast. It's just... Dude, that 50 million. Oh my goodness, I could win that. Uh, I think my next one... No, you got to hear me out here. Because this is going to be very controversial. I'm going to hear you. People aren't going to want this person in disc golf. But... Oh, I know what you're saying. The fame that this person would bring and the like promotion they would bring... I think it would get a lot of like good young talent into disc golf, mm-hmm. which is Logan Paul. Oh, yeah. that's not who I thought you were going to say. I like it. I think it'd be electric. Also, it. new Logan Paul, kind of like him. Not going to lie. But yeah. I Old like, Logan Paul, hated him. I like his YouTube channel. Um, I see his podcast clips on TikTok every once in a while. Very funny. Very funny. Very funny. He also seems pretty like, He seems a lot more chill. Yeah. yeah. He seems mm-hmm. a lot more mature, a lot more Whenever put people together. start going off on his podcast, he like, he's like, stop. Yeah, he seems a lot more put together, a lot better head on his shoulders than yeah. previous Logan Paul. So You're I right. think that would be good. I think he'd be a good celebrity to have. Also, out there. I feel like him and Ben Askren would kind of be like, have like a, a great rivalry. Going oh on. yeah, well, I mean his brother knocked Ben Askren out. Yeah. Oh. True. That's All true. right. I think that I'm gonna go with. I just had somebody in my head and I forgot. Oh, I think that an obvious one would be Bert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, separate thing. Did you guys see uh, Innova's post about Bert? Somewhat. I forget. I didn't read it. Mm-mm. It. I don't. I might. I just might just not have read it right, but I don't know what the point of it was. It was just like the greatest partnership in disc golf ever was has been Burt Kreischer and Innova or something like that. But I don't really know what it was for. Interesting. Anyway, so yeah, Burt. I'm gonna go Burt. I'm gonna stick on the YouTube theme. I wanted to. I'm gonna say Dude Perfect. Oh, oh that's, that's a great one. That's such a good one, Silas. Plus, you get five for one. Yeah. That's a that's a really good one. That's that one's almost unbeatable. Nothing like the. Yeah, I mean, the Silas has one. Dude Perfect and and Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. I mean, you're going off right now. I got Chris Pratt. I now. would love to see. Think about the growth of the sport there. Ryan yeah. Trahan. Oh, super trending right now. Yeah, and with his Penny Cross America. I've that been a fan of him for a, cool a long idea. time. Uh, back in his uh, Hydra days. Probably didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Hydra. That was his brand. He was the whole reason he started a like YouTube channel. Like in the channel, Marvel comics, Hydra. Uh, kind of. <laughs> he he started a YouTube channel way back. He was a runner, track and field runner. He actually went to Texas A&M as a track and field runner. And then he started a YouTube channel to try to get some like some type of a following so that mm-hmm. he could promote the brand he started with his friend, which was uh, water bottles mm-hmm. called Hydra. Oh. And I bought a shirt, a Hydra shirt. It was my favorite shirt, and I lost it. I'm sorry, man. And now that Ryan's like blown up, I really want it because like vintage Ryan Trahan merch. Mm. It's gone. That's, that is. It's very nice though. But Ryan cool. Trahan, he's been trending literally every day because of his Penny Across America challenge thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also raised like a million dollars for Feeding America, so also just a great person. That's so cool. And yeah, I think it'd be really cool to have him there because he's just trending and popping off right now. He's gained 1.7 million subscribers this month, mm. which is pretty wild. I, so I'll, you want me to see my next one? Yeah. This is my last one. And just so you guys know, whenever I'm choosing my people, I'm not choosing people that like, I'm huge fans of well that's not I love Chris Pratt he's like one of my favorite actors and I, I like Bert fine um, but I'm choosing people who like I feel like they would vibe really well with disc golf you know yeah so I'm gonna pick a weird one right now Cole Sprouse <laughs> okay I can see it because so you know who that is the guy he's like an actor from right? Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's Cole Sprouse. One that he put. I can't remember. He's Cody. He, yeah, he played Cody. Yeah. He was also in one of the main characters in Riverdale, which mm-hmm. is pretty big, right? Which Riverdale is like 
got a pretty good following right now. So that would kind of get people into it. But main thing is, I think I watched some interviews with him this weekend. My wife and I were on YouTube together. And anytime you're on YouTube with your wife, you're going to watch what your what your wife wants to watch. Yeah. So we were watching Cole Sprouse interviews and he's hilarious. Like, and I think that he would fit the vibe of disc golf very well because he's kind of dorky. Disc golf isn't all about being super athletic. So I feel like he kind of fit in there. Hmm. That's it. Cole Sprouse. Cool. Weirdest pick. Cole that was definitely Sprouse. the weirdest pick. and I will recognize that. All right. Last one here. Hmm. I think. Hey, Connor, dude. Sorry. <laughs> um, she heard me say something. She yeah. called me. <laughs> uh, last one. I think we got to go sports. I think I'm thinking basketball. Okay. okay. I don't really know a lot about Michael basketball. Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant. Hey, dude. Dude. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. Come on, dude. Um, <laughs> I don't That's know. insensitive. Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. Steph Curry. Steph Curry would be great. Mm. I would love fresh to see him a, there. Fresh off a title. Hakuna yeah. Matumbo. The Kim Baby Tumbo. And he's very <laughs> old at this point. Uh, you know the last one? I don't know, man. Yeah, you got your one You got your one more. I'm very excited to hear what it is. So much pressure. Dude, could you imagine Coach K playing you know what? disco? Make it a realistic one. Make it a realistic one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're right. Nothing's realistic. Yeah, realistic Make, one. Like, never mind. Okay, just uh, say what you were gonna say. Some, say some obscure G League athlete you never heard of that right, happens like this. Okay, uh, Trevor Stop. Yeah, <laughs> Terry Miller was a celebrity last year. Uh, let's go. I. You know what? I think solely because of my one of my earlier picks, Love I'm it. going KSI. Because if you have KSI, like KSI Miami or KSI New York. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, like CSI. CSI. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> no, if you have Logan Paul there, KSI. I don't know what KSI is. They're like best friends now, right? Now they are, yeah. They have Prime together. He's like the biggest content creator. He's a part gotcha. of Sidemen. Gotcha. Actually, you know what? We can just say Sidemen. Bring KSI and the rest of the Sidemen together. So let's just go with the Sidemen. There you go. Because you went with a group with Dude Perfect. Yeah, I think I'll that's I'll go fair. with the, the Sidemen yeah. because that's going to bring a whole European audience mm. to the Celebrity Pro-Am. Plus, if you have Logan Paul and KSI in the same building, what's that K-pop place, group? BTS. BTS. <laughs> if you have that's Logan, my th- fourth pick. <laughs> if you have Logan Paul and KSI at the same event, like it's gonna get massive, no matter what it is. Mm, that's true. So then you're getting like a worldwide reach with the Sidemen. Yeah, I think I think I'm going Sidemen. I think it's a good. I that's a smart. Good, that's a good smart pick. one. Boom. All is right. Disc so golf, there you go. Is disc golf big in Korea? No. Mm, unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I get the Paul Beth Foundation on that. The Celebrity Pro Am. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure at least half those people will be there. No, <laughs> realistically, definitely Chris Pratt and definitely Mr. Beast. Here's what I'll say: the fact that it's happening Wednesday and we haven't heard anything tells me they don't have any celebrities. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would assume. I, I would mean, assume like they're gonna have the most realistic would be Bert, but I don't Bert, know. Bert, Bert, Dylan, had, Dylan when he was sees on Bert. Well, the tough part is like comedian got Long, Andrew <laughs> Long. Oh. Does he Wong? play disc golf? No. What? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. He was like he he did uh, he did a show at one of the events. Corey Wong. Corey Wong. Oh, Corey Wong. He's not a comedian. He's a musician. He's a musician. Oh. Oh, yeah. they definitely but, have Corey Wong there. That'd be realistic. That'd be great. I'm still ticked off. Last year, Barstool Big Cat was supposed to be there. Big Cat. Yeah. Oh, That's why I thought and, your pick was going to be. Yeah. Well, no, because like realistically, I wouldn't pick him mm-hmm. to be like a celebrity that's bringing his audience with in yeah. the disc golf. Uh, 
But he was supposed to be there last year, and I was there last year, which meant I got to meet Big Cat. Yeah. And then apparently something fell through. He wanted, like he said, I'm not coming unless I can bring one of my friends to also be on it. And the Pro Tour told him no or something. I don't know the full ins and outs, but why would they I hope no? that person got fired yeah, and no? Big Cat didn't show up. And that's that's me, personal vendetta. I hope that person got fired. Not any reason for the sport. I wanted to be Big Cat. It is what it is. I love part of my take. All right. Final two things. Really quick little points here before we do, because uh, we'll have the... U.S. Women's preview show later this week. Silas is officially coming to Charleston. Yeah, like last week it wasn't official yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was that was a week ago today, wasn't it? Possibly. No. no, that was that was tomorrow. A week ago tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That we we had Silas do his presentation. He made it. If you haven't seen the vlog yet on Foundation Nation, it's a new series called Behind the Door. It gives you a little behind the scenes look into stuff going on behind the door at Foundation. And uh, you can see Silas's full presentation there that got him to go to Charleston. Very fun. Uh, very we're very fun excited. Video. Uh, I watched it again yesterday, just to let you know. Yeah. Hunter showed it to me already, <laughs> and I watched it again yesterday whenever it was actually uploaded. Very fun. Yeah. I enjoyed getting an inside look, and I was here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can definitely check that out if you haven't yet. And then Charleston, if you're in the area, be sure, you know, the Creators Cup has been announced. There's a few more creators that are possibly coming to that. Super excited about that. Foundation Charleston's going to be opening, and Silas is going to be there to stir the pot the whole week he should be there stir the pot uh no so i also get a lot of a lot of content created you know we're still trying to decide the best best ways to utilize them maybe i can get silas to do more of my things and i can be in more videos i was gonna say part of me thinks the creators cup like we could definitely sub you in possibly we're gonna meet and more talk about like coverage of the creators cup later Mm -hmm. and see is that something like both of y'all are gonna tackle or depending on how we cover it silas could film it and you like play in it Mm -hmm. we'll figure that out later uh, the other thing that went down this week is I played my first round all gyro, and it went incredibly well. That's all I'm going to say about it. Can I say something about it? You can say something about it. Hunter just sends me and Trevor a text uh, Saturday. Um, it's just a scorecard picture of New London, and he said, all gyro bags feeling good or something like that. And it says 10 under. And Trevor and I both had the same immediate response, which was, holy crap, he's lying. <laughs> but then it was... It, it was, was a short tease. Yeah, it was New London shorts. What do you mean? They're still difficult. I looked at the... Well, the, yeah, they're a very difficult course. 10 under best, is incredible. The best score recorded on U-Disc is a 12 under. Dang. So I was two strokes off wow. that. Who is it? I don't know. I didn't know him. Oh. I, Rozak's best score was four strokes worse than me. Dang. So that was <laughs> one of my best Rozak. rounds. Yeah, Rozak. Gyro, suck on that, Rozak. Rozak. Yeah, <laughs> suck on my gyro, Rozak. <laughs> you can't say that. Why? Okay. Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the gyro, though, it's flying good. The catalyst is pretty sick. Uh, one thing that's annoying yeah, about it. Yeah, run us through. Favorite discs that Favorite you Favorite discs, four. Favorite four. The catalyst, distance okay. driver. Flies kind of like a somewhat beat-in nuke. So flies like, like flies for 17? me like an overstable nuke <laughs> for Brody, if that makes sense. Okay. Like it'll flip up a little bit. Dead straight hyzers. Okay. Uh, the insanity, I was absolutely loving. It was hyzer flipped and turning for me. Was it? It's I a was, nine speed. Okay. Uh, was it insane? Yeah. So hole two, <laughs> hole two is, uh, I got it on video, not me throwing, but where it landed. Hole two at New London. Yeah. Shorts is like. Still difficult. 500 some feet, 520, 530. And I was within 100 feet throwing the insanity. What? I threw a hyzer flip to turnover. I was like just shy of that little tree on the corner. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That the thing, hyzer flip there so is so far. hard because you yeah. don't, it's kind of, you're kind of pinched. Yeah. It flipped up, rode over slowly. It was one of the best shots I've ever That's thrown. That's incredible. Uh, the Fission Crave. Okay. Goes so far. It's so a six speed. I heard six a lot speed. of things about the Crave. Yeah. It's a six speed, very neutral. 
flies very similar to an FD. Okay. Very similar to an FD, but a little more flip, but more fade. Okay. So like it'll get up to flat, which the new FDs won't really go dead straight and then fade hard. Mm. Love that. And then the Envy is, it's been incredible. Okay. I'm throwing them very far. I have a beat up Electron one that like flips and turnovers. I love the Trevor just put one in his bag too. I want to put one in my bag. Envy's great. The one thing I've noticed though so far that I'm not sure why this is, everyone that recommends me discs tells me they're flippier than they are. Mm. Which typically I would just think, oh, they throw farther than me. But they compare them directly to discs that I throw and they're not even similar. Like the Catalyst, people are like, oh, the Catalyst is great. It's just like strikes. Just like a strike. Mm. And the strikes I've thrown are like highs are flipped to roll. Like they're like the they're like the, the Hades where like yeah. you have to like it's very, very hard to find a good strike. Mm-hmm. The catalyst is way more sta- the catalyst is more stable than my Domi Hades. Yeah. Like it's more stable than any strike I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And then I, some people have told me about um I forget what the other disc was. Uh oh, they told me like you're gonna want a volt and a terra in your bag because the volt's way too straight. The volts is overstable as like my my CE Firebird, hmm. like and I have two different volts in my bag, and like the, I've tried them in like different plastics. And Neutron's allegedly one of the like flippier plastics, and that's what my Catalyst and my Volt are in. Dang, way more stable than people said. So like I don't oh. know if it's like people throw with more spin than me, or something. But like a lot, some of these players like they'll say, yeah, I throw like 300, 320. and then they tell me how a disc flies, and I'm like, how is hmm. that disc flipping Weird. for you? But like. Hole five, for instance, hole five yeah. short tee at New London. It's basically like it's short of where a good drive lands on at the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. Okay. I decided I'm going to just rip this catalyst and see if I can clear the lake. I cleared the lake by like 100 feet. I was almost at the woods. Dang. Yeah. Like I just had like, I was. And the catalyst is the. That's the like the new one. Okay. Yeah. But I ripped it flat and used it flex. It went, it, it went uh, a little over 400 feet uphill. Mm. Like, I mean, Dang, insane throw for me. Yeah. yeah. One of the farthest throws I've ever had. But then like people are telling me it's a strike. I'm like, a strike would have rolled every time. That's crazy. I threw it basically flat, like very little bit of hyzer, and it got up and turned a little you bit. You feel like you're getting back. more distance on all of them? The catalyst definitely goes farther, but it's faster than anything that was in my yeah. bag. Yeah, you didn't throw anything so, that fast. So it's tough to know. Mm-hmm. I think I won't really know. I will say the hex, the hex seems to go farther than my mids, but I was throwing rocks, and the hex is a five speed. Mm. So... Of course, that goes a little farther. Yeah. yeah. Something um, I am excited about, about you going full gyro, is something we haven't tested with gyro. That is durability. Yeah. I don't feel like I've heard any information on the durability of gyro. We're going to find out. And so I'm interested to I see how I will say, they, I threw my out. insanity a few times, and there's some big chunks in the rim mm-hmm. from hitting a gravel road. Okay. Uh, but it flew the exact same. Oh, So, I don't know. Well, hmm. we'll definitely learn as I, as I go, because I'm doing this for experiment. 30 days. I'm glad that you're doing it. What I'm very excited for is at the end of the 30 days, the bag that I have, my old bag... I know like the back of my hand. So I'm not scared I'm going to lose, like I'm going to play worse with that bag because I won't remember how discs fly. A lot of those discs are like some of the oldest discs I've ever had in my bag. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about forgetting how those discs fly. So basically at the end of the 30-day challenge video, I'm going to go out and play, probably play Lynchburg College or something like that, where it's like a, a good enough challenge. Maybe I'll play New London Shorts, um, but I'll do play it twice. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna go to the field and throw them next to each other and just see what we're looking at. Mm. Like throw my Hades and then throw the Catalyst and just see like what they fly like and stuff yeah. like that and just see if, what differences I notice with the gyro bag. Because what I feel like is if they do actually go farther, my game will adjust 
to all these discs actually going yeah, farther. That's true. Yeah. And then I'll get out and I'll throw my rock, my uh You'll be able to tell for sure. Yeah, because like I won't be able to tell right now because I'm throwing all MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say there was multiple times that I was looking for a disc during that round. I couldn't find it. I was getting very frustrated, and it was like 50 feet farther than where I thought it was. Dang. There was multiple times that happened, but it didn't feel like when I got to where I was, it didn't feel like I. Th- when I looked back at the tee, it didn't feel like I threw drastically farther, mm-hmm. but it just like mentally, I walked. I was like, "This is where this disc is," mm-hmm. and it was farther every time. Dang. But I'm not going to claim that they're going farther. Yeah. It just, that was, that was something I noticed was if I was ever looking for a disc and couldn't find it, I was like, okay, well walk a little farther. And then I found it every time. Now, can I ask you another question? Yeah. You're going to be a little vulnerable for this one. Absolutely. Cause you and I come from similar backgrounds with MVP. Um, do you feel a little self-conscious whenever people see you on the course and you have all gyro? Will I? Absolutely. I will tell like, them. What about, I will mean what about they, in Charleston? A what about in Charleston whenever you're Charleston, throwing all gyro? Charleston, not so much because like everyone there is going to know I'm doing a challenge. Mm-hmm. But like that's the whole reason I did this challenge. It's pretty... Uh, that's the whole reason. It's because, and I even said it at the beginning, I, in 2015, 2016, when like, yeah. MVP was first coming out, I was one of the guys that was like, if someone threw it and like told me it went farther, I like I didn't make fun of them, but I was like, these people are idiots. If someone was playing through and they're throwing MVP, I didn't watch the shot. I just said they're not good at disc golf. I immediately, yeah, I immediately said <laughs> wow. they're a rec player that bought into this is going to make them throw yeah. farther every and single I, time. And I and I regret thinking that. I do too at this point, mm-hmm. but that's the whole reason I'm putting myself through this challenge. Is like everyone who has heard I'm doing this challenge that throws gyro said mm-hmm. you'll never go back. And mm. I was like, well, that's a bold statement because you don't know yeah. how much I love my Thunderbirds. Yeah. But we'll see. I could see my bag being 50% gyro because wow. there are a few molds that I'm throwing that I'm like, like the Envy. I don't think that's ever coming out of my bag. The Envy is such a good disc. It's such a good disc. The Entropy was already in my bag. The Hex, it's going to be tough for me. to. Get, I can already tell I'm going to love the Hex. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough for that to come out of my bag. The Crave, going to be really tough for my FD to go is back to my bag. Is that replacing KC Rocks? How's your Hex no. fly? It's, a long, it's like a beat up KC but like the speed of a buzz. Gotcha. So just like right out of the box, it flips up to flat. Just dead straight. So it's just a better KC. I wouldn't say better. No, Silas? it's because a KC rock is <laughs> slow by. I'm gonna on you. I know. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get creamed by the comments. No, the no. comments don't like. KC. They'll agree with you. Oh. We no. we just hate you. No, the thing is, a KC <laughs> rock okay. is slow by nature. Like it's meant to be slow. Yeah. Like KC a KC mid is meant to be a mid range. When you get fast mid ranges, they just then it blurs the the fairway driver. That is the one thing about gyro is not like you you don't necessarily want every shot to go as far as possible. No, right. well that's the thing is like I did notice a few times that I was like looking, I was like, do I throw my envy here or do I like mm-hmm. go with a mid? Because if I go mid, it's going too long. But mm-hmm. like envy, I think I can get there. Yeah, I can get there with the envy every time. So like it is, but I'm not a big putter thrower, so I don't like that. Yeah, per se, uh, because like I don't like having to power up on putters. But that's what you kind of have to do. Yep. But the Envy flies so good. I don't think I that's ever coming out. It's going to be tough for the Crave to come out, to be honest with you. And the Catalyst, I really think I'm going to fall in love with it. I'm on like the fence right now of like I'm still learning it, learning the angles that mm-hmm. it likes and doesn't like. But uh, I really think I'm going to like it. And the Photon flew great for me forehand. But it, it's just... It flies just like a destroyer or a wraith. So like, that's what I was, uh, the photon's supposed to be like a destroyer. The photon, like as soon as this challenge is over, destroyers are going back in. Oh, gotcha. Like it's not. I can tell it's not going to push destroyer out. Mm-hmm. It feels great. It flies great. I just love destroyers. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think I think I'll definitely have more gyro in my bag after this whole challenge. But I'm very excited for that's it. That's cool because you were looking you were looking pretty grim after no, your first field work, field, field work, exper- field work experience, and then course experience. Two different things. Okay. Two completely different things. Because everything was stable in the field. Yeah, well, I think it. 
yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I think I might have just been Maybe like... Maybe you just weren't throwing hard that day. I think day. I might have just not been throwing good that mm-hmm. day. So I think I got to give That field does more. it. I, have you ever felt like you were throwing far in that field? I've gotten good throws in that field, yeah. I've never been my in that disc, field. My discs will react the way they react on the course in the field, but for some reason that day, like none of the discs flew the way they flew for mm-hmm. me yesterday. If so. I stand in that field, throw as hard as I can... It's going half the distance, and if I walk 50 feet to the right and stand on the tee pad for yeah. hole three. No, that's and that's just true about field work <laughs> in general. So, All right, well, that's going to wrap it up. Don't forget to check out our preview show for the USWDGC and possibly check out the Celebrity Pro-Am if uh, that ever gets it, posted yeah, about. Um, it, might, maybe, it might just be something fun for pros. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the pros just get to play with the celebrities and there's no coverage and mm-hmm. we don't get to see it. Yeah. Who knows? But we'll talk to you later this week. And then Trevor will be back next week. So if you hate us and just are waiting for Trevor next week. It's going to be just Trevor next week. But then you listen to this whole show, so you must not hate us. We'll talk to you next week. No, we'll talk to you next week.